Welcome to Chloe with Dating and Relationships. My name is Chloe Balatori. Um, I am a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. Um, Pat Allen is a little bit famous. She has, um, she's in her 80s now, but she's mentored a number of us. Um, and she's mostly in retirement now. But um, that is my lineage and my background. And she is actually a direct mentee of one of Eric Byrne's um, original protégés. So that's Eric Byrne, the father of transactional analysis. So those, I use tools from transactional analysis. I use tools of androgynous semantic realignment, which is... Um, which is Dr. Pat's work. And I use tools that I've come up with myself because I've been doing this work for over a decade now. I'm also over 20 years married. So everything I'm teaching you, in addition to it being psychologically and scientifically supported, I have used myself. Um, I found this work over a decade ago and it saved my marriage. Um, at a time where I was just very unhappy and I didn't even really know what my problems were. But I saw an incredible result in a friend, um, which who in the period of three years really transformed her life. Um, and it really impressed me. She went from being broke and a single mom and um, to just landing the job of her dreams, the man of her dreams, like everything in her life changed. When I saw that, I was impressed and I wanted to explore whatever it was she was doing. And she had started a group with Dr. Pat Allen. And so that's that was my start as well. I started in a group just like you guys are starting out. Um, so I've written four books on this work. If you guys want to check those out, those are all available on Amazon. My most recent is Daddy Issues, um, and that is mostly for women, but I put a lot in that one if you guys want to look at that. My first one, How to Live, is really like the handbook to this work. Um, so you can check that out as well. Okay, so what is this work? What is TA? What's ASR? What are we talking about? What are we doing? What does this have to do with relationships? Okay. So when we talk about successful relationships, what we're talking about is balanced energies, okay? Balance between, you can call it yin and yang, you can call it masculine and feminine. We live in a world that is based on dualities, right? masculine and feminine is one night and day is another pain and pleasure is another and we have all the gradations in between um so balance is really key to life on earth um often when we're talking about problems in relationships or patterns in relationships that we don't like or that don't serve us um, what we're talking about is the effect of childhood trauma which means things that happened between the ages of zero to 12 that separated us from our innocence. And why is that so important? Well, because when we're young, that is when we are most vulnerable because we are going through critical windows of development. Now, little baby humans are dependent on the adults around them, right? It's not, we're not a species that gets born and then just goes off on its own. And so when we're young, we have to sacrifice our authenticity to attach to the people who own the refrigerator. Um, 
And this, you know, this happens if you've had trauma with a big T, trauma with a small T. This is just an, a process that usually happens in childhood. Um, this causes us to form ex existential conclusions about the world. And when we take those conclusions into our adult lives and specifically into our, into our relationships, because that's where our issues show up first is in our relationships. Um, we find that we're often repeating patterns of the past instead of freeing ourselves to experience the joy of the present. Okay. So these strategies that we develop in childhood, they're usually just of the moment, but they form what's known as the basis of our script, of the story that we tell ourselves about life. And so what I often help people is unearthing what these scripts are, these deeply held beliefs that you may be conscious of or subconscious of or unconscious of, and seeing how those are failing to serve you. Now, if you're having any kind of situation or pattern, something in your life that keeps repeating that is making you unhappy, that's probably the sign that you have a script that is not serving you. And it can be a personal script, there are also epi scripts, which are social scripts, societal scripts, These are the messages from society, right? So everybody living in America, for example, has a certain script. People living in other countries have certain scripts. Women are scripted. Men are scripted. Um, so dealing with scripts is a big part of my work. Okay. Um, now, back to childhood trauma. When we have trauma, we develop these scripts and often these scripts throw us out of balance, meaning our, all of us are masculine and feminine, right? We all have a right hemisphere of the brain that is artistic, that is feeling-centered. The right hemisphere is the yin energy. It is the world of magic, of creativity. It's passive, patient, vulnerable. It is in the world to make it fun, but not very, but not really of the world. And then we, all of us have that left sphere of our brain, which is linear thinking, which is the world of thoughts and ideas, achieving, doing, controlling, competing, conquering, giving, taking care of, nurturing. Most of us are in our masculine when we're at work because that's where we do those things. That's where we're competing and dealing with ideas. But a lot of us, especially women, want to be in our feminine in our relationships. And we sometimes have difficulty coming into balance when we've had any kind of childhood trauma or scripting that we're not aware of. Um, masculine, feminine, you can call it that, you can call it um, yin is a synonym for feminine, yang is a synonym for masculine. Sometimes people like those words more because they're not as charged. And look, if your authentic energy is more on the masculine side, but you happen, but you were born a woman, that's fine too. Everybody has a unique balance within themselves. Sometimes that balance, you know, follows. It often follows the organs you were born with, but not always. Um, the balance can change as you get older. You have hormonal drop-offs, and then you have the balance that you have in your intimate relationships which may differ, again, according to the partner that you have. But it's understanding these, this dynamic and these two 
forces, feminine and masculine yin and yang, that really illuminates relationships from a unique angle. And then I teach the tools to execute on that knowledge. Um, if it's a little heady, I know it's some people's first night tonight. Don't worry if you don't understand this work. I didn't really understand it when I first heard it, but something resonated for me. And again, I had seen an incredible result. It's very results oriented. I always give people homework and tell them things to do. It's very action oriented. You will see changes in your life if you do the things that I'm talking about. Um, and sometimes that shocks people because change, even change for the better, is pa a painful process. And that's actually my second book, New Ways of Being the Pain of Change. And I think it's one of the most under, most un under known <laughs> the least known aspects of therapeutic work is that when you make change it's painful there's two kinds of pain the pain that change is taking place or the pain that changes need change needs to take place so i like to change the i like to claim the pain that of change taking place um because that's the productive pain but I think a lot of times people start making changes and even if they're changes for the better, they hit that pain and then they want to stop. And that begins a cycle of starting and stopping that makes things a lot worse. Um, so I help people often with that. I help people with dating. I help people with relationships. I help people with communication, with family relationships. I help um, a lot. I'm not a traditional therapist, but a lot of the work I do is what people often think they're going to find when they're going to therapy. Most therapy in this country is what's known as a mode of therapy, meaning you go and you talk and you have someone reflect to you what you said, but you don't necessarily see change. That's really a nice experience and I do recommend it, but some of us want something more and we want to see change. And so that is really what impressed me about this work. And then when I saw what it could do and that I was good at it, I wanted to spread it. Um, so I work with men, I work with women, I work with couples, I do private sessions. I also teach this work several times a year. Um, you can sign up for my module packages. I put original content on, on IG and TikTok as well. And this, I'm usually found here on Meetup on Thursday nights. This is my um, opportunity to show you guys what this work is about. Mainly, I mean, you can listen all you want, and sometimes people just come and listen, and they've never, I mean, I've been doing this meetup for almost two years, and there are people who come and they've never shared, but um, sometimes somebody will listen for a while and then share. Um, I do love to answer your questions, and that's really when you experience this work on a deeper level um, is when you ask questions and you start putting it to use. You know, it's one thing to understand something intellectually. It's another thing to understand something um, by experiencing it and doing it. So um, yeah, now I'm going to open it up for questions. This is my favorite part. Um, you guys, again, can really ask me about anything. And I love to hear your updates as well. Ryan. Hi, Chloe. It's good to hear from you again. Same. Welcome back. How's it going? Have you been working on your flirting? Yes, I have been working on my flirt and I've been going to the mall and mostly the mall. And uh -huh. I've been looking at girls for 
three seconds and I've been smiling at them at the same time. Some of them have been smiling back, but the ones that have been smiling at me back for like three seconds, I gave them some compliments. Nice. Yes. But there's one girl I told her that's an, that's a nice color on you. And then we started chatting up a little bit. She was working at the store at the mall. And then she said goodbye, so I left. So nothing happened, but mm -hmm. it's uh, something else could happen if I keep going. Then I also met this another girl who's also worked at another store at the mall. And she saw me go in the store a few times to browse. Uh, I was browsing at the store. And then we started chatting up a little bit. And then, um, then I left and she said goodbye. And basically that was it. Okay. So uh, things could still happen. Yeah, you're making, you're definitely making progress. And especially since those girls work at the mall, you can go back there, right? Yeah, exactly. Are you and doing I'm, the, sorry, go ahead. I'm keeping my options open just in case any girl I'm interested in already has a boyfriend. Right. Good. Good. Yeah. Don't and, think you're in a relationship until that's been articulated. And uh, my question, I do have a question. Okay. I have autism, and I'm wondering if you have some advice for somebody who has it. Advice uh, regarding what? For dating? Regarding uh, meeting up with people. Do you have advice for meeting up with people for someone who has autism like me? I mean, I think you're doing great with the tools. Are you doing the... um? Seated flirt once a week? Oh, I, I have done that one okay. time. Actually, I've done that one time. I was at a Starbucks and I was reading a book. And I saw some girls and I smiled at them, but most of them didn't smile at me back. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're getting out there and trying all these things. Um, You know, this work really works um. I've had a few autistic clients in the past and they tend to really like this work because there's a rubric to it that they can understand. And, um, you know, it's, I've, I've found that it translates really well, um, for autistic people. I guess it depends on the level of autism you have, but I think practicing these tools and doing the homework that I gave you, I think, um, you know, that is that those things are going to serve you. Those things are going to help you. Um, you know, I guess there might be maybe once I could see there being a little bit of concern, maybe once you're in a relationship with somebody um, about telling them about it or something. But let's just cross that bridge when we come to it. Are you necessarily looking for another autistic partner or does it ha does the person have to be autistic or no it doesn't matter if she's autistic or not okay 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 well i mean you know just keep just keep going with these tools and um you know we'll just address the problems as they come up i don't have i don't i don't teach anything specifically different for autistic people um, that is like a one size fits all, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I think the best way to approach it is just like, if you're having an issue, you know, ask me and then we'll address it. Okay.
Okay, cool. I hope that helps. And do that seated flirt, you know, that will also help because if you do make a connection, then you're sitting somewhere, you know. Yeah. Thank you, Chloe. You're welcome. I look forward to hearing more of your story. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea, Kiara. Okay. Lee. Hello. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm all right. I got a bit of a cough, but I'm getting better. How are okay, you? Okay, good. Good. How can I help you? Well, I just wanted to say, Ryan, I'm really proud of you, man. That's I know how, how it feels. I know where you're at to get started on this stuff. And it, Chloe has helped me by leaps and bounds. I hope you keep coming. Um, I want, I wish you the best. Um, I just wanted to update you, Chloe, on my situation here. Um, mm -hmm. I was not here last week. I had a last minute event come up. I had to go to. Um, but I was here two weeks ago tonight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, after we had our meeting, I had a date with this young lady. Right. How I, are things going with her? Oh, we're still talking. Yay! Um, we're still talking. Um, right after your meeting last week, I picked her up. She was at the car within three minutes. Oh, my God. That's a big improvement. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, there's, however, there's a caveat, which I will share with you. Uh, but anyway, the good news is we had a wonderful night two weeks ago. We, it was the first time we had gone out since New Year's Eve. So as a whole two weeks had lapsed. <laughs> but um, we went, I took her to sushi. Nice. And uh, we had a wonderful time. And while we were there, I said, you know, this sushi tastes so good. I'm going to have to come, come back here again. And she said, well, you better be bringing me with you or I'll kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I said, wait, are you so are you saying are, are we like a thing? Is are you are we officially like are we this is are we an item? Is it? and she said, Oh, we always were. And I thought, okay. Well, we had a wonderful time and uh -huh. took her to karaoke. She doesn't sing, but she was very fun company, and some of my friends met her. Nice. And so um um However, there's a couple of caveats here. I'm at a place where I'm like not quite sure what to do. Uh, she last week she was going to come over for dinner, and she was more than an hour late. Oh, she, it happened again. Okay, happened again. That behavior pattern of not being able to manage her time, mm -hmm. and, and it was like more than thirty minutes before she even texted or called me. Now, true, she had had a uh, something had happened earlier in the day with a. Her brother's wife's friend or something uh, but um, anyway I'm seeing like patterns right and so mm -hmm. we we got into this huge argument and ended up spending Sunday together we went for a walk I made us some lunch but there's some concerns here um, she's kind I don't know if this is it she sometimes she seems like she's kind of spaced out like she's kind of in a daze uh, kind of sluggish a lot of times there's verbal, she doesn't mean to abuse me verbally, but it just kind of comes from out of nowhere. And I'm I'm just not sensing any enthusiasm from, from her about us. It's like, she doesn't seem, I'm enthusiastic and I'm throwing, let's go do this, let's go. And she's sort of, it, I, it's something with her situation. 
And and I know Dr. Pat Allen says the first three months are, are like a honeymoon. Right. But this month and a half feels like month nine or month 10. <laughs> and I'm wondering what that means, because I'm sure you know what uh, unrequited love means. Yes. And it's draining. It feels like I'm pulling her up this rope. And we discussed how often we would see each other. And right now we're averaging about a week and a half to two weeks, which is not enough for me. Right. And she said she wants to see me more often, but she was sick. I got sick. So I just rode through this. But I guess, you know, how do someone know if it's time to move on or not? Because there's a lot of things I really like about her, but I feel like I'm doing a bulk of this energy here. And, and I, I feel like she's, it's going to, if she does change, she's making an effort, bless her heart. I yeah. really thrilled for her progress, but at the same time, how long is this going to take? You know, um, uh, I'm not sensing the enthusiasm. That is the she on medication? She is. Because that's what she kind of sounds like. Maybe she's medicated. And, and every time I try to bring it up with an appointment, oh, she doesn't like that at all. She does not like making an appointment. Oh, that's tough. Uh, it's, right. It's, she doesn't want to have the appointment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she. Every time, you know, it's like there's a lot of attacking, a lot of defensiveness. There's a lot of, I, I don't want to say verbal abuse, but I'll try to bring up anything, holistic healing, and she hardcore western and it's just okay and, but so somehow, that's not compatible the next day she'll text me or even call me and we'll talk mm -hmm. and so she stays in touch she we're still talking mm -hmm. i haven't seen her since well we went out sunday for the day i saw her on sunday and i don't okay. know and i feel like it's so draining that what do i do i mean do i has she fallen beneath the 51 percent valuable no, she's around 70%, but that's another story. People now think I'm, I'm compartmentalizing people when I do this. And <laughs> I, my friends have judged me. They think I'm this, I mean, they, they mean well, but I'm. Well, you know, if they don't understand this work. It's hard to get, you know, I've said this before. It's hard to get advice are, from friends, even if they are, mean well. Absolutely. We are well beyond that stage. We're, she's well beyond that. We got way past that. That's beyond. She's okay. Well, then you're, well. you know, nobody's perfect. So it's just a matter of like. If you think you can put up with that, if you can accept it, it doesn't mean you approve of it, I just but we like to accept or reject. We try not to go in with too many requirements of changing somebody else. Absolutely. I, I can't change her. You know, I, I really like her. I, I, there's a lot we have in common. There's a wonderful banter. There's, she's lives pretty close by and all, you know, she's attractive. She's super smart, super funny. And, you know, there's just a lot of good there. But at the same time, it's like two weeks is a long stretch to see somebody again. Totally. Have And you I assume you're asking her out during that time and she just couldn't go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she, and like I said, I'm what I'm observing here, Chloe, is the enthusiasm from her about this honeymoon phase. It's supposed to be isn't there but i've had to coach her and say i like it when i hear from you i like it when you tell me you're thinking about me and send me and she's doing right. that and that's what i'm just like i'm not sure if some of that isn't because of the medication she's on i wonder too it's i don't know what her condition I, i'm right. not pissed at all but i mean it's, it's you know well, it's, do you want her to be your girlfriend or do you want to date a couple other women at the same time because it sounds like you're not getting enough 
companionship out of this one. It's that. And like I said, the enthusiasm, if, if a look, if a woman is enthusiastic about us, I'm going to be enthusiastic. Exactly. I'm going to, I had a client recently who said what attracts me to a woman is if she likes me, (laughs) she's got to be enthusiastic and, and she's just sort of blase. And, and so a lot of the time, and I, and so, and there's a lot of physical, I mean, she's got some physical things that she's, you know, prevent her from sometimes come up ailments from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, but it's, it's a lot, you know, this is going to be a lot of work, a lot right. of work. And I really like her, but at the same time, I'm, I don't want to dump her and be a jerk, you know, cause I do care. Well, about don't her. think about like being a jerk or not being a jerk. Right. Think about what you want. You know, if, if you think it's going to work and it's worth it to you, then you're going to hang in there. You know, nobody's perfect. We've talked about this before. Everything has a prize and a price tag. Again, this is the duality we live with on earth. Every success has a shadow. Every catastrophe has a silver lining. So this girl sounds like she's human. Like most of the people here, she (laughs) sounds like there's, (laughs) I think she sounds like, you know, she's got some aspects that are troubling you know some people won't be able to accept somebody who is an hour late right some people can't accept that man i'm telling you all my friends said leo would have walked 15 minutes i'm gone (laughs) you know and i I get it but there's not a right or wrong answer it's just about you and what's worth it for you and it's going to ultimately be my decision yeah and I'm 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 very patient, you know. I'm willing to give people a shot. As, as you know, it has been it's been more than five years since I've had a real girlfriend. Right. It's been a long time since I got past one date. So this is it feels kind of fun and special. And I feel like we've handled it really well, responsibly. And but at the same time, I'm like, I didn't think the first three, the honeymoon phase was going to be draining. I didn't think it's it hard. Yeah. Right. Okay. A lot more than I expected. So well, That's I'm glad you're staying aware of that. And maybe you want to still go, you know, do your flirting and still keep your eyes open. As long as it's okay to do that. because It's I'm, okay I'm, to flirt. But if does she think you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend? What do I you want? She said, I asked her, I said, so we're boyfriend and girlfriend? She said, no, we're, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. We're just dating exclusive. Okay, but that's kind I mean, of... What's the difference? Girlfriend. It's, yeah. it's the same thing to me, right? I, yeah. So I don't know... Okay. So if you guys are, okay. So if that's not what you want, you could say, you know, I'm not seeing you a lot. So I want to date more people. You could say that, but she might bail if you say that. God, I'm surprised she hasn't bailed already. (laughs) You know, it's hard. Um, So, you know, I would say, see how it's going. Continue to be aware of, you know, what you want, what's happening, what you can accept, um, Mm -hmm. what you can't accept. Right. And um, she is improving, but the pace is a snail's pace. You know, she all change if it's real is slow. Slow. Yeah. Slow. Right. Right. So that's just the sadly, that's the way it is. I mean, I get frustrated too. Yeah, absolutely. And so I appreciate you for sharing that. I'll, I'm going to have to process that. Okay. Did you say that what you said was uh, that last thing about? give it time or oh, you said it, I could mention seeing other people, but she might bail. Well, how do we... Right. Yeah. You could mention that. Right. I'll try it. 
Okay, I'll, I'll process. Thanks, Chloe. Have a good okay, week. Okay, you're welcome. Yeah, I think it's funny that um, sometimes people, I had another client who uh, was dating a guy and he never wanted to have the appointment to talk about things. She would say, uh, let's, you know, this is one of the, for newbies, this is one of the tools I teach is the stroke and stand. And basically means that you make an appointment if you want to preach, teach, question, criticize, complain about something your partner did because we don't like to barrel in with negative comments um, and we don't get a good result that way. So we make an appointment and occasionally this one a client of mine, the guy she was dating, she tried, you know, and you say, is now a good time to, the first step is, is now a good time to talk about Christmas or whatever the general subject is. If not now, when hopefully today, and he would always be like, um, next week, you know, he just never wanted to do it. Ultimately they did break up, but I always think that's kind of funny when that happens. Okay. Does anybody else have a question? And you guys can ask me questions about stuff that I've already said or the work that you've already heard being done because that's the advantage of being in a group is that we have a chance to learn from one another. Um, that's always what I like is that we end up having so much more in common with one another than we think. Okay. Joel. Hello. Hi, Joel. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just had a question. I've been doing this internet dating thing for like 15 years or so. And I just get such really poor responses on this for such a long time. It's like I choose the women I like. They don't like me. The ones I have no interest in are the ones that are always hitting me up. And I don't know why it's consistently like this. I like to, to change this. Right. Okay. So the thing, I mean, you know, internet dating, these apps, it's kind of a mixed bag because on the one hand, it was great during COVID. That was like the only way people were really meeting and hooking up. Um, but now you do have the chance to do flirting in person. And the problem with internet dating is it gets really impersonal. It um, becomes kind of a checklist situation. And, you know, ultimately you're just dealing with some tech guy's algorithm right? It's, it's even worse than a matchmaker because it's just an algorithm. It's just a machine. So a lot of my clients get really depressed by internet dating and they just stop doing it all together. If you're going to do, um, I recommend if, if it is frustrating you to just get off of it for a while and do some in-person flirting. And what, what I assign people are the five flirts. And so what that means is, okay, first, let me ask you, do you want to be in the feminine energy and have your feelings cherished? Or do you want to be in the masculine energy and have your thoughts respected? Everyone wants both, but which do you want more? Uh, I, I, I don't know what to really say to that. Maybe masculine. Okay. So that's thoughts respected. Okay. So the reason I'm asking you that is because it will slightly inform change and inform the flirting that you're doing. Okay. So what these five flirts are five days a week, you're going to be flirting four of those flirts 
are going to be on the move. So if you're in the grocery store, if you're taking a walk, if you are exercising, whatever it is you're doing, if you see someone that catches your eye, you give them five seconds of eye contact and smile at the same time. We did have somebody who was doing one after the other and that was having a creepy effect. So make sure you do it five seconds of eye contact and smile. If that five seconds of eye contact and smile is returned, that's your sign that maybe you can approach, right? And say something. One day a week, you're going to plant yourself somewhere and plant yourself where you like the look of the people that are there, where you think you might meet an interesting partner. Um, And you can play around with that. You know, I have clients who learn how to play golf just to meet people or, you know, get a dog and go to the dog park. Um, It really can be, you know, hotel bar, um, near where I live, there's a, a place where a lot of the firemen work out. So some of my clients like to go there. Um, so wherever it is, go there 45 minutes to an hour, go alone, plant yourself and then see, you know, who comes in. And if you like the person, do the five seconds of eye contact and smile. And the advantage is you're seated. So you have a little bit more of a chance to start to talk to someone. And if you become a regular somewhere, you keep going somewhere. That's nice sometimes because people get to know you, they get more comfortable with you. You know, often that's why people end up dating at work because they yeah, yeah, but that's, get that's to that's know the question. People. That's the question. I don't know where to go other than bars and nightclubs. Okay. Well, think, you know, give it some thought. Think about some other of your interests. You know, I mentioned, do you have a dog? No, I don't have a dog. Okay. Well, you might want to consider getting a dog. Um, it's nice if you don't have a person in your life to have at least a living thing you can give affection to. Um, and then that might help you meet people. Um, but think about what you like to do. Think about where, uh, are you interested in men or women or both? No, 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 not at all like that. I'm interested in women, but all okay, the things so- I like to do, all the things I like to do, playing billiards, going bowling, playing golf, you know, there aren't a whole lot of women doing that. It's mostly guys do that type of stuff. Okay, so where do you where do you see women that you like generally? Um, well, shopping malls. Okay, right. Uh, we not, just heard not, from Ryan. He's he's doing his thing at the mall. So you know that's a good idea. Uh, nightclubs, but it's really, they're really hard to approach now. Right. Sometimes there's like a coffee shop near a yoga spot that people you know because a lot of women go to yoga. Yeah. Um, so yeah, experiment with it a little bit. It, 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 it's hard to do this without looking creepy. You know what I'm saying? It looks more natural. Right. So if you don't get the response, you move on. If someone doesn't return the eye contact and the smile, you move on. You don't approach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is, okay. you know, the really the key to flirting is the eye contact. So try doing these five flirts. I, you know, I know you sound a little skeptical, but you try doing these. I think that you'll meet someone really people meet the, I've worked with probably over thousands of people and this, this works. Well, look, look, you know, it depends on a person's personality. Um, You know, they always say charm is everything. I'm I'm not very charming. That's okay. I mean, I'm just kind of just plain. And it doesn't really seem to cut it in the real world. Don't downgrade yourself. There's a lid for every pot. Okay. You don't have to be, you know, Tom Cruise. 
And, you know, when you're, if you do connect with a woman and, you know, she responds to your eye contact and, and smile, you know, and you, you have an opening to start a conversation, don't overthink it. Just come up with something, you know, basic. What Ryan said, that color looks good on you, you know? Really, you know, something, you know, oh, that's a cute dog or, you know, um, I've never tried that coffee before. This is the best or whatever it is. You know, coffee shops are pretty good. A lot of my clients do coffee shops, restaurants. Um, A lot of people just, especially single people, will just go and hang out in those places, especially with how, you know, the advent of remote work is so much more, remote work is so much more popular. So you're finding a lot of people who are, quote, at work, but in restaurants or coffee shops. So if you don't know where to go, try one of those. Oh, nice. Did you read this from Kiara? Genuine compliments for men are not creepy. Yes. Thank you. Look, a lot of men are concerned about being creepy. We hear about that a lot in this room. And I just want to say creepy is when you don't hear no. Okay. Creepy is when you've heard no and you keep pushing. When a woman's not interested and you keep going, that's creepy. But just giving a compliment to a woman, giving a smile, eye contact, that's okay. Following a woman after she's given you the finger, which actually happened to me over the weekend. That's creepy, right? I had to end up taking a video of this guy. But, you know, just giving a woman a smile and and that, that's not creepy. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. And, um, you know, report back and we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, what happened. Okay. 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 Thanks for sharing. Okay. Okay. I see this question in the chat. What's the valuable percentage mean? Okay. Lee is saying the idea if you meet someone has 60% of the qualities you're looking for, it's a relationship worth, right. It's just a gauge, not a doctrine. Exactly. In general, People, the reason I use the 51% is because so many people want to get married, but they don't want to stay married. They want to get into a relationship, but they don't want to stay in the relationship. Why? Because like I said at the top, a lot of issues, a lot of our issues come up inside the relationships. So that's why we say if they're 51% valuable, we keep them. Okay. If they fall below the 51%, then we don't, but nobody's perfect. And like Lee is saying in his comment, if you get 60 to 70% of what you're looking for, that's good. You're ahead of the game. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Steve M. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How can I help you? So um, I wanted to comment and get your take on a comment I think a couple couple people ago mentioned on the uh, dating versus dating exclusively versus boyfriend-girlfriend kind of level. Okay. Because um, I was dating someone and I think that was in her head and she was foreign. She's from France and I think that's kind of a thing they do as far as I could research. Um and of course i found that out after we broke up and what was going on but um so the way i the way i look at it the way i understand it now is dating like you would be dating you know multiple people like we do right and um and then the next thing is dating exclusively where you're still dating 
Um, you haven't said like you're really like trying to build a future life together, but you're still just dating exclusively. Um, so you're just dating that person to concentrate on the one person. And then once you've had the conversation, then you're sort of boyfriend, girlfriend in a relationship. And now you're sort of on that trajectory of, of building a life and doing all that. And the way I looked at it was that uh, basically you're, you, you know, you're keeping you're grounded in the present for the dating and the dating exclusively. And then once you are in that sort of full relationship where you're looking at the future, then now you, now you can start building the future, you know, in your mind and all that sort of thing. Um, and that's how I sort of parsed it out. I think more in the U S and in my experience, the dating exclusively and boyfriend, girlfriend was sort of rolled into one. But I think from in the French case and maybe from what this other person was talking about, that's, it's a separate stage. Oh yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Usually when we talk about like getting a commitment, which is, you know, I guess boyfriend and girlfriend, what you're looking at is exclusivity. That means social and sexual. So that means social media, you know, a lot. Of, now we have to worry about, you know, whatever's happening there. <laughs> um, so you want social and sexual monogamy. You want longevity. Right. And you want consistency. So those right. are the three things that you negotiate for when you're getting into a relationship. And, you know, that makes sense, I suppose, if you want to um, stop on the island of exclusivity first before you venture onto the other two topics. That's a possibility. Uh, problems arise when people aren't on the same page. So, like, people a lot, especially women, but not only women, um, will think, oh, we're in a relationship if you've never articulated it, you're not in a relationship. If you haven't defined it, you guys are not in a relationship. And so I recommend that you're, if you're not in a relationship, that you're dating, you know, about at least three people. You know, that doesn't mean you're having intercourse with three people because that, and when you have intercourse, especially for women, you get bonded. And so women have to be careful about bonding to people that aren't necessarily good for them, right? Or they don't even know. Um, not that you can't do it, but you just might have to go through the oxytocin detox for up to two years from it. So not that you have intercourse, but you know, you're dating three people because one, if you're dating one person, you have that, again, that tendency to get overcommitted. If you're dating two people, it's one or the other three people that tends to help you be a little more balanced. Um, but yeah, don't assume that there's a commitment unless it's articulated. Did you? Right. Have a yeah. 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 I mean, in our case, it was, it was very much that, you know, um, she didn't want the expectations and the commitment of at that time, at least right. Of a full relationship. She just wanted to date exclusively. And so, you know, she would say, we'd have interesting conversations because she'd say, I don't want a commitment. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You want to date? No, I don't want to date other people. And I could not separate it out of my mind because she wasn't articulating the difference. Right. Um, and so did you hear me, was, what I said in the beginning? There's like, I think you might be right that because she's from France, there's a different epi script. So there's a different like cultural understanding about dating. Right. Exactly. Then here, because when here, you know, what I teach is for to be in a relate for a successful relationship, you need chemistry, which is that gift from God. You have it or you don't usually can't work on it that much. Um, compatibility, which means do you want the same things? Do you want to be in a long-term relationship? Do you guys both want to live in Paris? Do you, you know? Um, and so that's pretty integral at the beginning. I mean, then the third C is communication, which is 
a lot of what you can work on is what I teach. So, because most problems in relationships are communication related. Um, so some of the stuff you can work on, some of it you can't work on. So you guys are broken up now. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I think, part of it. She just really wasn't ready for the full relationship at that point. So, Okay. and a number of other personal issues. But other than that, I mean, you know, once, once I learned that, of course, it was two months later, <laughs> what she was talking about, um, you know, I was like, oh, well, that would have been helpful to understand if he could have said something. <laughs> right. Because you thought you were going somewhere. Right. Oh, right. that's interesting. Yeah. You know, and and I and to be honest, I beat myself up about it for about a day, and then I realized, wait a second, she's been here for like twenty or twenty five years already. At what point does it sort right. of rely on her to understand the dating customs of where she is? Right? It's like, right. okay, no, no, you know, come on, this that's a little. So I gave myself well, a, a pass now on you that know one. that But... that's what you got to negotiate for: exclusivity, oh yeah, consistency, and longevity. For sure. And just to be, you know, and, and with anybody who's foreign born or from a different, just from a different country in general, just, just talk, make sure that you ask, get, <laughs> get everything defined very, very clearly because this was a big miss. Yeah. That's so. a, uh, thank you. That's really good advice. And in general, I mean, not just with someone from another country, but in general, it is good advice to err on the side of more communication. A lot of times people don't, want to communicate about things they're scared to they have issues related to it um they don't want to say anything for fear of getting people upset right you if you're a people pleaser it's more about um, not upsetting others than it is Right. about really pleasing others and so you avoid certain conversations and that stuff always ends up biting you in the in the ass in the end it's really better if something's coming up if it's on your mind part of respecting your own thoughts is to bring it up and take an action on those thoughts. So it sounds like um, you learned something from that, which is good. So now you're moving on. Yeah, I'm moving on. Yep. Okay. Okay, good. Yep. Yep. Well, Thank you. you're welcome. Oh. Okay. Okay. Does anybody else have a question or a question about anything that's been said so far? It can, a lot of people ask me about family relationships. Also, <laughs> I don't want to date age appropriate. What should I do? Okay. So, um, so don't, I mean, you got to date somebody over the age of 18, you know, but if, is that what you're saying? You want to date someone younger or older? I'm trying to unmute you, Joel. Um, I would say younger. Younger. Okay. So do there's lots of couples. I, I don't, you know, a lot of people do take issue with a big age differences. I have seen a lot of successful relationships with big age differences. The main issue in big age differences is when somebody is predatory or taking advantage of the other people. And of course that can be, that can happen if, if one person is very old or if one person is very young. Um, so I don't like to see that um, people taking advantage of. Well, um, but what would you say is too young for me? Well, I wouldn't, I mean, you, again, you have to go, Over 18. How old are you? I'm 60. Okay. What is, what is your, what is your, your, are you looking for a certain age or are you looking for a person? 
well, person, but but the thing is, I I don't know, thirty five plus maybe is that reasonable or I think it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of women who like older men. It's, that's the truth of it. You know, there's a lot of advantages for women in dating older men. So, I think that's fine. But I don't, but I don't want to be a sugar daddy either. Okay. Well. Yeah, no man wants to get used for his money. I mean, <laughs> men don't like to be used for money. Women don't like to be used for sex, you know. So that's just that's just part of the the, the paradigm. But um, I don't think you necessarily have to be a sugar daddy. You know, if you're in the masculine, though, you that part of that is taking care of somebody. It's not always with money, but it sometimes is with money. Yeah. Somebody is saying here, oh, Lee, Harrison Ford and Calista Falk. Yeah, 30-year age. I mean, you know, there have been many great love stories. Try it. See how it goes. I mean, you know, you know the price tag of it is some people are going to look down on you. Do you care? Um, well, it, it's a it's kind of tricky what I want. I want somebody younger, and I want them to have a really great living, making good money, and I want it to be equal. Well, equality doesn't work that great in relationships, usually. What we look for more is equity because that recognizes the differences between men and women. Strict equality ends up being looking more like a friendship. Strict equality ends up killing the chemistry. Yeah. Because I know it's when I'm sitting up these dates, I'm going out, I'm always paying for everything all the time. Right. It, just frustra it frustrates me paying for movies, paying for dinners entertainment vacations you know i mean i ask for them to pay for something and then they get mad at me so i that 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 part really frustrates me i mean i'm able to do it but i don't like paying all the time for stuff. right well if you're in the courting phase that's part of it is usually that you're going to be paying um maybe the you know but once you get into the relationship you can negotiate you know maybe you pay twice, she pays once, or, you know, it, it depends on what the means are of the two people. It depends on what each of the people want. You know, I have, I have clients. I, I'm thinking of a woman right now. She, she, um, she doesn't want a man to pay for her. She wants to pay her own way. You know, she doesn't care about her guy's money. I have other clients who are definitely looking for a guy with money. You know, I, I have, I've had people in this room, you know, like I said, I asked you if you want older or younger. I have clients who want to, who want to date older. I have clients who want to date younger. So it's really more, it's not like something's not right or wrong based on that. It's more about what you can negotiate. Like I said, I think it's right or it becomes wrong when you're exploiting somebody, when you're taking up the thoughts and feelings. So for example, you know, you I was I was waiting to hear if you were going to veer into this, but if you were saying, um, you know, you wanted a woman who would take care of you, who would pay for you, who would do everything for you, um, and then you know you're not willing to do anything in return, you know that would be like a uh, long-sided yeah. or codependent. I just want to say something. The whole thing is double talk, um, and what that means basically is that. They they want to be women want to be independent independent, but you know, of man. 
and take care of stuff. But then at the same time, it really isn't because when it goes out doing stuff, the man always has to pay for everything, and and then you know, and you can't get him to pay. So it, it, you see what I'm saying? It's kind of double standards. Well, I think there's a lot of confusion around feminism and the feminist movement. You know, feminism was really about getting equal pay at work. Um, It's not really a psychological movement. Um, And women still haven't gotten equal pay at work. So that's a thing that's still going on. Um, But in relationships, again, it's more about having that complementary energy. If you want to control the date, if you want to be... Um, in the masculine energy, then and you're in the courting stage, then you may be saddled with paying for things, especially in the beginning. Once you're in a relationship, like I said, you can negotiate something different. Now, if, what, if your main thing is you don't want to pay, then you don't get to control the date. You don't get to ask the woman out. You wait for one of those girl boss, more masculine women to ask you out. You show her the respect. You let her have the control. Okay, she cherishes okay, your feelings. I, so I maybe you want to try that. Yeah, I got a question for you, and this is really difficult to figure out. Um, when you're dating somebody, how do you know that, like, you're putting money out and buying every dinners, drinks, food? But how far do you go when you feel like there's no chemistry here, and she just just using? using me like that and pretty much like okay i go further i'm not getting any sex so i'm I'm in the friend zone and then that then i'm just being used and i just just cut the whole thing off right three dates three dates three three dates there's no no feeling connection just move on yeah three dates because sometimes on the first date people are nervous you don't put your best foot forward so the general rule is three dates so there should be something heavy petting and kissing there by a third date you're saying well, that's on you to negotiate. <laughs> I don't think there should be anything. I don't I don't like to work in shoulds and I don't think we should should on <laughs> Well, I I've, I've been, I've been po- well, I don't always know cuz I get I get pushed away sometimes. They right. Well, so you know, you if you're in the masculine and you're making the move, you got to cherish her feelings. It's okay to ask and it's okay to say no. So if you okay. you know, women own the word no. If if you go for it, she says no, you got to respect that. Okay. Well, sometimes no can mean yes too, but you know. Yeah, we have women have to get away from from doing that, and I know that a lot of men have learned and been raised to believe that no is just the beginning, you know, of a campaign um, to get them to say yes. But that's going out of style now, so I don't advise you going down that road. If a woman says no, take it as no. What about when it's saying I'm not ready? Okay, it's not ready. So tr- try the next night you go out, you know, or ask <laughs> what will it take you to get ready? Do something cherishing. Women will feel more comfortable with you if you cherish their feelings, whatever that means in the moment. If she's cold, you put a jacket on her shoulders. Okay, that's like a basic, right? But if okay. you ask about feelings, you cherishing her feelings, then she'll feel more comfortable being vulnerable to you. Okay. Okay, this is something I've been doing for years, and I'm, I'm probably messing this up. But every one of my first dates has always been dinner, and I, 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 I don't. I think like I, I 
like, like I just pay and then it doesn't work out and then I just waste my money. Maybe I should insist um, it's got to be like coffee or Try or that. Drink, sure. Drink. Try it. And they say, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, some girls won't go unless it's dinner. Yeah, but but I can't. It gets so expensive to keep doing that all the time. You know, I don't. I don't. You know, I feel like you know, I, I set up a dinner for a first date. It's like, I mean, I spend money, I get nothing out of it, and the, the woman gets a free free meal out of well, it. Well, no, you're not looking at it the right way because she's giving you her time. You are getting something out of it. It's that's not bit, but, just transactional. Do you but I always tell you, yeah, but I always tell like the first date is just basically just getting to know somebody you're supposed to meet for coffee or, you know, or drink or something like that. You're not supposed to take somebody on the first date for a dinner. Well, again, there's no supposed to, but if you want to just take them on a coffee, just try for that. Just go for a walk. Some dates don't cost any money. Okay. 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 I'm going to wrap it up now because I usually do about an hour. Um, if you guys have more questions, I'm going to put my credentials into the chat. Um, you can, if you have a quick question, I'll usually answer it. You can reach out to me through my website or through Instagram. Um, if not, we can set up a session. Um, you can check out the books. Uh, sign up for the modules. And if I don't TFM you, I will see you guys next week. Thanks for coming. And this recording will be available on wherever you get your podcasts or YouTube. Okay. Good night.